Alright, uh, this is Leonard Angelo. I am, uh, uh trying to, uh, uh, revisit a, a previous topic. So, uh, worshipping an evil god, want versus need, achieving the most impressive but least important, uh, Kickstarter for Project Humanity, making versus being in love before projects. So these were on my have been on my mind. I, I think I I, uh, I am not fully formed with these ideas yet, but I feel compelled to talk them through. So I might as well record it, and then the <laughs> and then it could be a disaster, and that's okay. That is all right. I'm a little bit tired right now, so uh, low energy today. I don't know why. I've been up late doing a painting. Uh, so, uh, thinking about worshipping an evil god. Not that I would want to, that we all do it. And the evil god is progress. And, uh, you know, in uh, a full disclosure, I've been watching a lot of uh, videos and listening to a lot of talks and lectures and podcasts and reading a lot of articles about minimalism. And essentially, the, the whole re- minimalism is a reaction to excess. And excess is a cultural illness uh, that we, we've had for some time. Uh, it's been going on a while. Uh, and they, they, there is really the only one cure for excess is minimalism. So minimalism is, is a reaction. And it's funny that it's trending. Something like this is trending. Uh, with, and, and it probably has to do with a pendulum swinging and all that. You know, if we're in an, a period of excess, you, you will see often reactions in a culture like, uh, you know, the, the, there was a reaction in the 90s to the excess of the late 80s and the, the reaction in the uh, mid-2000s to the excess of the early 2000s, etc., etc. You will see this thing over and over again. We're all kind of, is how we work. We don't know what we're doing until we know what we're against. So that's what that is. So I'm looking at the excess of, of, of now and, and seeing uh, people are responding to it. And I'm glad. I'm glad they're responding to it. With movements like the Tiny House Movement and the Portland, Oregon Movement and the Minimalism Movement. And I'm happy about it. I think it's good. Uh, there's some good stuff there. So I've been listening to a lot of that stuff. So full disclosure, I am I am high, I am drunk on that stuff right now. I'm just in a in a tizzy, and all I can think about is well, how could I apply this to my life? And I'm trying to apply it in an emotional place. So in minimalism, they're always talking about excess, but I really see a bigger problem on the surface, and it's always progress. The this idea that that all things must must advance. Uh, and I've been batting this idea around forever, but I didn't have words for it until now, and maybe not even now. Uh, I believe that progress is under the surface. Everything we're that, that drives us forward. What do I mean by that? And oh, and that it is a it is a form of worship to an evil god. Now, evil gods don't always know they're evil. Sometimes they start out pretty neutral, or they start out as a good god, and then they, they sort of get colored, they get discolored over the over time. So it's not it's not necessarily 
the fundamental idea of progress, it's terrible. I mean, things should progress. There's a, there's a hundred examples of things that we're better off today than we've ever been before because of progress and the idea of progress pushing things forward. But, but excess in general is, is also a result of progress. It's funny about, about human existence that there cannot be any, any uh, objective good. You know, and it's also interesting that there can't be an objective evil. I mean, we all agree on some things that are evil, but 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 it, for the most part, it's very gray and a lot of nuance. And it's interesting, right? That there is no, there everything is a yin and yang. Everything is a black and white, and and uh, uh, I'm sorry, binary and and uh, and polarized and all that. It's very interesting. So the idea of progress in many cases is a good thing. It's a great thing. It, 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 it made it, it created who we are and then but unfortunately there are huge side effects and unfortunately we've all we're all ill with the idea that that advancement is is the prime directive here and and that uh, and there we end up in a place of excess and there we end up with a reaction of minimalism and what that was what I was trying to say. Uh, want versus need. Um, boy, I'm tired. Jeez, this is going to be bad. Uh, I, I think, uh, this was pointed out to me a while ago that the CS catalog debuted, uh, at some point to the, uh, to rural America. The CS catalog and the CS catalog for rural America at that period in time was the first time people who live in the country had access to things they didn't know they needed. <laughs> All kinds of things they didn't know they needed. And at first, the CS catalog I think started for farmers to buy equipment and, and for people to buy cloth and the wholesale things and, and whatever to, to basically to deliver things to the rural rural United States that they didn't have access to before at the general store or whatever or through the barter system. <laughs> I'm, I'm mixing all my history, but this is the way I learned it. History does it. There's no objective history. There's only what you remember. This is why I remember it. And it only makes my point, so I'm using it. When the CS catalog arrived, and, and when I was a kid, I used to sit down with this thing too. I get the CS catalog every, every twice a year, I think. One right before Christmas, so the kids could. Oh, this is better than my. This is better than my fabricated history. I could talk about something that actually happened in my life. So before the internet, catalogs used to arrive in the mail, uh, and you would. I would sit down. Uh, a young, uh, a rosy-cheeked young man. I would sit down with that catalog and leaf through it, the toy section. And there was a toy section. And there were only two sections I would linger on. It certainly wasn't the sports section. One of them was the toy section, toys and games. And the other one was the ladies' uh, undergarments. And, and you know, we, it, there, again, there's no internet. We did what we had to do. Uh, now, if I could have ordered ladies' undergarments through that catalog, I would have. But my mother wouldn't approve of that. So I, I would just look at the toys. And then I would, I would suddenly be aware of things that I would not, wasn't otherwise aware of. Now, we don't live in a time like that. Everything, we're all aware of everything all the time. 
but at that at that time, you know, it's a little bit like the Sears catalog arriving in the rural Midwest. Uh, people did not know that they didn't have hair curlers or uh, or uh, um, uh, I don't know a wood burning stove that could that had a, a flat part on the top for cooking or uh, 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 some sort of milking device that you could attach to your poor little cow and keep them going all day. They didn't know they, they needed that stuff. But as soon as you see it in the catalog and you know it exists, you got to have it, right? And that's want versus need. Most of us would be per- perfectly well off if, if, if nothing ever changed in our lives, especially in the United States. Come on, the 21st century. Most of us could, could basically go to our graves with everything we got in our house right now. And even when I lived in a tiny studio apartment, and, and I pretty much still do, it's got a bedroom, barely. But, I, you know, even when I lived in a very small studio apartment uh, in a big city, and there was no space for anything. I had absolutely everything I would have needed to go to my grave, from, from cradle to grave, in that tiny studio apartment. I had everything I would have needed to, to live, to survive, and to continue, and to thrive even, because we live in, in the contemporary times. We've got everything we need. And even people who live in the country got everything they need. What's my point? It's uh, want versus need. It's an interesting thing. Uh, And uh, the idea of wanting um, comes from this idea of progress. Like, your life's going to be better if you have this that you don't have right now. Somebody sold you that idea. And that idea permeates... Uh, everything. I mean, we do that all the time. Every day, you, every time you go shopping, it's because somebody sold you the idea that, that somehow your life will be better if you had A, B, or C. So here I go to the A, B, or C store to pick up some of those. Uh, or I'm going to order them on Amazon or whatever. Or, or, um, uh, or, or the other site du jour where you can pick that stuff up. Um... Again, I'm, I think I'm too tired to do this. Um, if things maintained the status quo and there were no idea of progress, not for your personal life, not for your professional life, not for the culture at large, if it was just, all right, instead of waking up every day and looking for the opportunities, what if you woke up every day and, and, and just appreciated what you had? Now that's a big idea and it's, it's too simple, it's simplified, sure, simplistic, I know, I know. But I think about that because without the idea of waking up every day and being motivated to do and to achieve and to build and to, to, to uh, advance, what, what, what are you left with? I'm wondering this, right? I'm wondering this. And maybe the idea of waking up every day and wanting is an evil God that we all worship in prayer every day. My first prayer at the morning and my last prayer at night. First prayer at the morning. Dear evil Lord, deliver unto me all the things that I want and uh, make sure nobody else has them things because otherwise I'm going to be... I want to be the one who has them first. Thank you, dear evil Lord. That's what it is. And then the first thing in the evening, you know, it's like, dear evil Lord, help tomorrow be a better day 
for me to achieve the things I'm trying to achieve. Uh, because today was fine, I suppose, but it wasn't really all I wanted it to be. So, you know, let's work on that tomorrow. How about that? Give me the, the will and the power to do this or that tomorrow, the things I didn't do today. Because even if I achieve my wants today, I will have more tomorrow. I promise I haven't been drinking, but I, I feel like I sound like I've been drinking all day. Liquid breakfast and lunch. I have it, I swear. Not a drop today. <laughs> anyway, uh, progress. Again, ugh, not getting my things. Again, progress. Progress, an evil God that we pray to every day. That's my thought for today about progress. Uh, and wants versus needs. We all have what we need, but we all have unlimited wants. What is that about? And how do we... What, do we, what am I going to do with that information? Because now that I think about it, I, it, is, it is definitely my prayer, my, my morning and evening prayer to an evil God. So what am I going to do about that? I'm not going to continue to worship an evil God. Evil gods turn on you in the afterlife. Everybody knows that. Sure, they made promises while you were alive, but see if it comes. See if they, if they deliver. Don't, don't expect anything good from them in the afterlife. That's their whole uh, M.O., right? It's a trickery. The evil God. Okay. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do anything with this topic today. Jiminy Christmas. That was awful. All right. Well, worshiping an evil God and want versus need. That's all I got. Uh, and progress. Once again, not even making a dent. Okay. All right. Well, that's far more than enough. That's what it is. Uh, uh, okay. 